We are constantly reorienting. That is always going on. We are reorienting to ourselves based on how the times are changing, how life is shaping us, what we're healing from, what we're growing through, what we're striving towards. There's a constant reorientation to yourself. Who am I in this moment? What's right and true for me in this moment, not who I was before. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about reorienting to yourself and the endless evolution of becoming. So when I talk about becoming, I'm talking about becoming who you're here to be, living your fullest expression, living your purpose. Let's quickly recap what purpose is. So purpose, the way that I define it is very simple. It's show up, be you, and do what you feel called to do, contributing to the world in the way that only you can. Now there's two parts to purpose. The first is the seed of our purpose. That's who we're here to be. We come into this life with our purpose hard-coded into us. And we are always meant to grow into that fullest expression of self, to be that person that we're here to be, to hold up our little piece of the web of life, to contribute in the way that only we can. Then there's our purpose expression. Our purpose expression is shaped by two things. First, the times that we live in. So what's going on in the world? This world that is constantly and rapidly changing at times. Everything from pandemics to environmental shifts and changes to what's going on politically in our particular country to our community. The times that we live in influence how our purpose expresses itself. The second part of it is how life shapes us. Life is always shaping us. The good things and the bad things shape us more so into who we're here to be. They influence and give flavor to our fullest expression, how we contribute, the work that we do, what comes out of us, how we show up in the world. All of this is shaped by the experiences that we have in life, by the systems that we're inside of, by the relationships that we're in, the way that other people bump into us. So this is purpose. Now, a big piece of the conversation that we have on the show, that we have in the work, is becoming who you're here to be, being your most fully expressed self. Now, if you're really leaning into purposeful living, you will learn very quickly that this is an endless, ongoing evolution. There is no point at which you've found who you're here to be and you will always be that person. You might get really clear on your purpose expression, the core of the work that you're here to do, and that might stay the same as different aspects of it change and grow and evolve as you grow and evolve, as you're shaped, as the times we live in continue to change. Regardless, there's a constant evolution. So the law of more life states that we are wired for continuous growth and expansion over a lifetime. We're not meant to get to a certain age and plateau. A lot of us choose that. A lot of people choose that because it's more comfortable, because they're stuck and stalled out and stagnant. They don't know how to make changes. They've lost sight of themselves or going through the motions. They're content with a simpler life, a life based on pleasure and routine and all of these different things. But we as humans are wired for continuous growth and evolution. We're never done learning and growing and healing and becoming. So you will find that that is constant evolution of self and purpose expression, constant. And this is where reorienting comes into play. Now, reorienting is made up of three parts. 
reorienting, renegotiating, and release. But reorienting is a constant. And I first started talking about reorienting in journey mapping. We will link to that program, which will soon to be released as a workbook. Journey mapping is all about rising up and coming back from the challenging chapters and big life transitions that we all go through, uncovering the purpose of our path after we've been shaped so deeply down to our very core by the things that we go through. So reorienting, if you want to learn more about it, we have plenty of resources. We'll link to some below, journey mapping being one of them. Reorienting is exactly what it sounds like. It is constantly orienting ourselves differently as we go through things, as we evolve, as we learn, as we heal, as we have joyful moments and painful moments, we shift. We are shaped by those experiences to some degree. Now, if we're stagnating ourselves, we won't allow that to shape us or it will shape us, but we will stay rigidly in the groove of life and the groove of the way of being that we've been in because it's comfortable, it's known, it's familiar. There are certain experiences that we talk about in journey mapping, like trauma, loss, abuse, divorce, health issues, those challenging chapters and big life transitions where it is impossible to stay in the same groove. We've changed too much, too deeply, too quickly. So other experiences, or for certain people who go through these big challenges, they can choose to be rigid. I will not be shaped by this. I will not change. Nothing in my life will change. I'm going to cling with a white knuckle grip to how everything has been, to what I have, to who I am, to the roles I'm in, to how I show up, and we stagnate ourselves. Whereas if we lean into the law of more life, if we lean into purpose and our fullest expression, we allow things to shape us and change us, which, is, which asks for this constant reorientation to self first and then to everything around us. And this can be really scary and unsettling because we like to stay in the known and familiar. Our subconscious wants everything to stay exactly the same because it knows that we can survive that. But as we're shaped, we shift, we change. The way our purpose wants to be expressed evolves with us. That means we have to reorient to ourselves over and over again. And what that looks like is think about orienting. Right now you might be oriented to the screen or away from it, to the device that you're listening to me through or towards something else that you're doing. Maybe you're on the treadmill, maybe you're driving, maybe you're working, tapping away on your computer. You are oriented either towards or away from me. Reorienting might look like coming towards me if you're away. It might look like orienting to something else versus me on the screen or me on your phone. The same thing happens to self. We shift and we evolve, which means we have to shift our relationship to self, our perception of self, our ideas about who we are and how we're going to show up, about what's right and wrong for us. We have to orient and change our orientation to self. And therefore, as we reorient to ourselves, as we, sh as we shift, as we grow, as we evolve, we have to orient to everything around us differently. Now, of the three pieces of this, reorienting is a constant. We are always reorienting, especially if we are in big phases of growth and healing, because things are constantly being reconfigured inside of us or externally, likely both. So we're constantly having to check back in with who am I today in this moment? 
what feels right and true for me right now as who I am in this moment and as who I am becoming. Not who I was five minutes ago, five hours ago, five days ago, five weeks ago. Who am I now in this moment? What feels right and true for me? And as we reorient to our truth, we again have to then reorient to what's outside of us, to our relationships, to our work, to our life, to what we eat, to how we interpret things, to the places and spaces that we occupy, to the things that we own or have or strive for. Reorient to self, reorient externally. And from there, we do one of the two other things. We renegotiate or re-release. So renegotiating is exactly what it sounds like. I have oriented to myself differently. I feel differently about these things. I believe differently. I am different. And now I'm reorienting to my relationship or my work or my community, certain friendships, certain spaces that I occupy. And I might want to renegotiate the terms, the way that I work, the way that I work with my clients, the way that I show up at the office, the projects that I'm involved in, the hours that I have, whether I'm in person or remote, as I get to know myself again, as I'm healing and growing and being shaped by life, I might need to renegotiate what's outside of me. I might need to renegotiate my closest relationships and say, look, I know we've done things this way, but I, I need this to be different. We've had breakfast every morning. I need that time for myself. I'm feeling very called and pulled towards writing towards being outside alone in nature. Can we renegotiate this way of being together? Can we renegotiate our relationship as a whole? There are people who feel they are monogamous for a lifetime and then suddenly they need to renegotiate that. They realize that they're not. And that might mean that the relationship needs to be released. The job needs to be released because it can't be renegotiated. So we have to navigate with care, with understanding that as we change and evolve, it affects people and experiences and communities around us. And that doesn't mean that we don't take the time to renegotiate what's important to us, who we are now and who we are becoming. It just means that we do it with tenderness and care. Because sometimes these are small tweaks. And sometimes these are very big changes to the agreement, the container, the energetics of a relationship, of a community, of a space. So you have to do that with care. It doesn't mean that we bend to other people. Renegotiation is a negotiation. Are there things we can negotiate around? Can it look this way for a certain period of time? If I ask this of you, can I give this to you? It's a negotiation. And inside that negotiation, we might find a completely new way of being ourselves and with other people and in different spaces and situations. We might also realize that we need to release. There is not room for renegotiation or release is what's right. It might be that we realize we need to be alone for a while. We need to take a sabbatical from our, our job of 30 years. We need to release clients that can be released while we figure out what we want to do next. There is no renegotiation to be had. Sometimes the renegotiation leads to the realization of release. And sometimes release is the first step. And release is not always permanent. So when I went through my process of rising up and coming back, of healing from grief and trauma and abuse, there were relationships that I needed to release first and foremost. I needed to release them so that I could hear myself. 
there was not space in me and my healing and my growth for renegotiation. They were relationships that were not serving me for one reason or another. There was no capacity or ability to renegotiate them, either inside me, inside them, inside us. There was a realization that I needed to step away. I needed to do what was right and best for me in that moment, and that was to release. And some of those relationships were released permanently. They were no longer a fit for me as I healed, as I became more of my truest self. They just didn't work as I evolved. They didn't want to or were unable to evolve with me. So I released them and I wished them love and I did it with as much kindness as care as I could muster. And sometimes I was very graceful and other times I was not. But I tried to be honest and loving in those conversations. Other relationships, other clients, other experiences that I had to release at first, after some time, were up for renegotiation. So this is not black and white. We are constantly reorienting. That is always going on. We are reorienting to ourselves based on how the times are changing, how life is shaping us, what we're healing from, what we're growing through, what we're striving towards. There's a constant reorientation to yourself. Who am I in this moment? What's right and true for me in this moment, not who I was before? What's right and true for who I am becoming from here? Where I am moving from here? We are constantly reorienting internally and then reorienting externally. How does this version of me fit in these relationships, in these places and spaces? Does it still work? Do I need to renegotiate or is it right and true for me to step away, to release? I might renegotiate first only to release later. I might constantly renegotiate because it is a, a container in a relationship where that works. And I am constantly renegotiating with them as they evolve and reorient to themselves. I might release and that might be it. I might release and then there comes a time to renegotiate. There is no fixed way to reorient. There is only understanding that we are constantly doing it. We are constantly reorienting to ourselves and therefore our entire life, especially as we go through certain experiences. Now, as we're working to make the impossible happen, we talk a lot about way of being work on this show. This is energetics and embodiment. Who is the me that has the things that I want? And how do I pull that consciousness, that energetic frequency into the now, and show up as that person now so that I am in resonance with what I am trying to call in, so that I am that person, so that not only can I align with it, but I can hold it. Now, as we do that, as we strive to make the impossible happen, as we heal on a cellular level, repattern our subconscious, step out of our winning strategies, we are evolving. We are reorienting to ourselves, to everything around us to what it means to be a person in the world, how we move, how we be, what we do, what we think, what we believe. This work, living this methodology, requires constant reorientation to self and in turn to everything around us. There will be periods where you reorient and you're in that mode. You're in that new way of being, that new belief system. But there will come more moments where you have to reorient again as you learn, as you grow, as you fail, as you try new things, as you're constantly triggered back into your winning strategy and having to step out of it. 
The reorientation process is ongoing in life, but especially as we strive to make what seems impossible a reality in our life. As we heal, as we clear things on a cellular level, we become a new and different person who is not carrying that, is not regenerating it with every cellular turnover. We are suddenly free from it. We have more space and leverage. We are not triggered in the same ways. We do not believe the same things. We have more leverage to move and do and be differently and that changes who we are and therefore our relationship to other people, to work, to things, to spaces. We're constantly reorienting. And then we have to navigate from there, renegotiation and release. And this takes a great deal of care. We have to be honest and loving towards ourselves and other people. We might realize, as I did while reorienting and healing, that some of our relationships are not healthy. They're not serving us. They're toxic even. And toxic does not inherently mean that the other person is toxic. It means that the situation is toxic for us. It is unhealthy for us. And as we realize that, we may need to release. We have to be honest and truthful and caring in these conversations. Reorienting requires difficult conversations with self and with others. It requires risk. You might go to your boss and you might say, look, I've really gone through some things and I realize it is better for me mentally, physically, financially, if I work from home, if I change departments, if I cut back my hours. Renegotiation does not always mean that we get what we want. Your boss might get triggered, might get angry, might say, we can't do that. In fact, we were thinking of hiring someone else. So I think it's time that you step out of this role altogether. We might lose a relationship as we attempt to renegotiate. Personal, professional, platonic, familial. As we try to set new boundaries with the people around us, they might get angry. They might try to make us wrong. It's their own subconscious stuff coming into play saying, I don't want this change. I don't like change. I like the known and familiar. This was working just fine for me. I prefer it when you work in office for 60 plus hours a week doing a job you hate. That works better for me. Or I don't care that you need this time alone. It's uncomfortable for me. And I no. What happens if you can't renegotiate? Ideally, it's not that you shrink back, that you go back to being who you were. That doesn't mean that you up and quit your job. That requires a certain level of resource. Do you have the funds, as Lacey Phillips says, an FU fund, where you can quit if you need to? If not, if you don't have a partner who's supporting you, if you don't have family that can support you, you probably have bills. You might even have other mouths to feed. What can you start to put into action to create the situation and experience that you need? That's what the work becomes. So this is not, I reoriented to myself, my boss said no, and so I quit. Now what? Or I tried to renegotiate my marriage, they said no, I guess I'll just go back to being who I was. Reorienting constant evolution, living our fullest expression, living our purpose in this lifetime is not easy. 
there are times where it is, where it's seamless, where everyone's on board for every reorientation and evolution that we go through, where things just jive. And there are times where it seems like we're failing and disappointing everyone. Every part of our life no longer fits and we don't know what to do. The actions that we have to take to then come into alignment are really hard and scary. You might have been at this job for years, had this particular business for years. Now you're having to choose to move away from the known and familiar safety and security. That's scary. And we will likely hit the terror barrier as we do that. We'll link to one of our free resources, which introduces you to the terror barrier and how to move through it. We'll also have an episode about that very, very soon, maybe even next. The terror barrier is when our subconscious throws a fit because we're going against the known and familiar, even if the known and familiar is painful, harmful, toxic, not aligned for us. Our subconscious throws a fit. Everything goes to crap. Everything is suddenly hard. All of our stuff is up. We're sick. Everyone needs us. The car broke down. A big bill came in the mail. This is the terror barrier. So it's not always easy to reorient and evolve. I wish that it was. There are times that it is, and they are beautiful and wonderful and seamless. And there are a lot of times where it's not, where it's uncomfortable and challenging, where people push or fight back, where people try to punish and hurt us to keep us where they want and need us, where we have to experience more loss and grief before we can actually start to move in the direction that we want to go. This is not easy work. I will never, ever sugarcoat that, but it is worth it because those people and spaces and roles and situations that fall away, either by choice or in time, as we realize this can't be renegotiated and we start to move away from it, they're always replaced by more aligned people and things, always, because we are holding steady and this is who I am and this is what is right for me. We have to trust that process. It is not easy. It is difficult. Even just reorienting to ourselves can bring up so much stuff. You might have just felt settled in your life and your relationship, and now suddenly you're being prompted to grow and to heal more, and it's shaking everything up. On its own, that's a lot. Trying to figure out who am I now? Who am I becoming? What's right and true for me? It's a lot. And then we have to take that externally and we have to renegotiate or release, release, renegotiate, put a plan in motion to change things that can't be renegotiated so we can move towards release to figure out what do we do now to navigate through other people's feelings and projections and fears and upset. The more losses that may come, that's scary. That's why we don't do this work. It's why we often choose to stagnate and stall out and just, you know what? It's pretty smooth right here. Not fighting with the partner. Job is, you know, I can do it habitually. Always have these people to hang out with on a Friday, even though I can't be myself with them. Just coast. Reorienting, renegotiating, releasing, that feels like a later problem. And so we stagnate. And that kills us slowly. That makes us sick. We have to be in that constant state of evolution. And sometimes that's really big evolutions. Sometimes it's little ones. Some of our evolutions, some of those seasons are little steps up. Little renegotiations internally and externally and everything goes well. We reorient, we renegotiate, maybe a little release, just little steps. 
Other ones are like whoosh, way up here now. It's a giant step forward, but it feels like this harsh, just destruction of self and life and everything known and familiar. This is not easy work. So we'll talk about the terror barrier more, more specifically, and different ways you can navigate through it, different types of terror barriers in an upcoming episode. Where do you need to reorient to yourself because life has been shaping you or the times have changed? And where are you not allowing yourself to do that because you're afraid of what you might find and what might have to change? You have to get honest about that. It is scary, but it is not impossible work. You can navigate it. There are tools and resources that I can give you, that others can give you, that you can give yourself to navigate through this with more ease. Won't make it easy. There's less resistance, less tension. Where do you need to do that work of reorienting to self so that you can reorient externally, so that you can become more of who you're here to be and really align with your fullest expression? What's important to you to bring to life? And are you willing to do that work? If you need support, we're going to link to a couple of different resources for purpose. There is my Thread the Storyline book below. That will give you an insight into the way that I hold and teach purpose, as well as give you some questions and things to work through to start to identify yours. There's also our Actualize program, which is phenomenal when it comes to uncovering what your purpose is, coming into alignment with self, finding and activating your purpose, and then actualizing it, making it real for yourself. There's process work in that. There's a ton of resources, a lot of great teaching content. Link to that is below, and I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.